This is RV on Business. Welcome back to 101.9 FM. As I promised you earlier on, it's 25 to 1. And on the line with me is Quinton Adam. Quinton Adams, so he's an independent non-executive director at Cocker 360. Quinton, welcome to Chai FM. Good day and uh, good day to your listeners. Great. Quinton, I said to people at the beginning of the show, they need to go look up where a place called Nababip is and uh, go find it on the map, look on Google and come back to me <laughs> because I'm looking at it and I'm saying it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's not exactly in the middle of nowhere. It is. Uh, if you if you drive from Cape Town to Namibia and you take the N7, right, just an hour and a half before you get to the border, you will find a few places: Springbok, Okip, and between Okip and Springbok, you turn left. And then it's another 10 minutes drive and then you will find Nababi. It's, um, it's a very small town in uh, what we call Namakwa land. It's in the, in the west side, west northern side of South Africa. Fantastic. And, you know, and that's where we're going to find this amazing company called Copper 360. We really had the tremendous honor of what I did. I was speaking to Shirley Ayn, Ann Haynes, who's the non-executive chairman and the, the, the founder of the company many, many years ago. And the messages we got after that show, um, you know, just such a humble person, a person of stature, really started from nowhere. And Quinton, what, when I saw the press release that you sent out now, I called the, the marketer and I said, this is the interview I want to have. Because ultimately, when a company starts investing in its own people, not only the people that work for it, but the people that it wants to work for it, the city, the town, the village, the community, and it uplifts people, giving them the potential to have skills that when the opportunity arrives, they are now ready and they're able to walk forward with it. I thought it was absolutely incredible. So, Quentin, do me a favor. Tell our listeners about the project that you started, the education project that you started, and why you started them and where you hope they will end up. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, we are in a very exciting phase in the company. Um, of course, you've listened to Shirley Hayes. is a remarkable, dynamic uh, leader or chairperson of, of the company. And uh, two months ago... Um, we have decided to start a school of mining in this area. Our CEO, Jan Nelson, went to a conference earlier this year. I think it was in May. Um, the conference was in Kimberley on investment and mining um, opportunities in the Northern Cape. And he was on the panel and there was someone from the audience that posed the question, why don't you start a mining school in the Northern Cape? And um, that idea resonated with him, and uh, he came back and said, let us start a mining school in the Northern Cape. You must remember that there are a lot of uh, mining developments taking place in the in the Northern Cape. In the 1860s, it was the, the Gauteng province, and then it was the platinum in the northwest, um, and then Limpopo and Mapumalanga. It seems now it is the season for the Northern Cape. 
Um, the Northern Cape has a very long history in terms of copper development and diamonds and iron ore. Uh, but there are also other developments in the Northern Cape. <clears throat> um, one of the companies, Vedanta, is 60 kilometers from, from where we are based in Nababi. And uh, they are busy producing zinc at the moment, zinc and lead uh, at the moment. And it's one of the biggest uh, zinc producers in, in Africa. So there's a lot in the Northern Cape. However, what we've discovered is that like other provinces, we are facing with what I call structural unemployment. You have youth unemployment and you have this explosion of mining activities taking place. So we have unemployed youth, but they are not employable in the mining sector. They don't have the necessary skills. And there's a, there's a shortage of skills at this point in time in South Africa. And uh, especially in this, this region where the, the literacy rate is low, where um, the, the educational um, results of the grade 12s are not that good, and you have this copper company that has huge potential to explore this region. Our our permit will stretch to 19,000 19, hectares. So it's a huge operation. So what we need at this point in time is we need the skills. We need people who are skilled. So you have youth unemployment and you have job opportunities, but the people are not skilled to enter into the mining operations. And what we don't want to do, because our prerogative is towards the locals, is towards the local communities, uh, uh, the surrounding communities. Um, the hosting community is is Concordia, for instance, another small rural town. And then we have the processing plant in Ababib, and then you have other uh, towns surrounding uh, the mining operation, about five to six towns. And what we've discovered is that these people don't have the necessary skills to enter uh, the mining sector or specifically um, the mining the mining operations. So what we have decided is that we want to bridge that gap between uh, a youth unemployment rate and and make sure that they have the necessary skills to understand first of all the geology of of the region. Um, as I said earlier, that we have a very long tradition of copper uh, in this area. It stretches about over 200 years uh, in this region. And um, now there's a new upset in, 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 in the demand for copper. And uh, so what we want to do is we want to make sure that the young people, the unemployed people are skilled. So we have started on Monday. Uh, with the mining school, we have decided that we're going to start with non-accredited programs and accredited programs. I just came back now from the from the 30 people that have started on Monday, and it is just a new world that has opened for them. Uh, we've started with a basic um, surface surface geology course because people are living in the region, but they don't understand the resource. They don't know the resource. They don't know. Um, what's the difference between oxide and the sulfide? And uh, they don't understand the, the, the mineralization and the processing. So what we want to do is we want to take them through all these courses so that when we, we go bigger, that we have a skill set and a talent pool that we can draw from. 
and it's very, very exciting. Um, so let me let me stop you there. Uh, I could listen to you the whole day, but we need to take a quick break and and run to the shops. Craig's getting a little bit uh, anxious anxious with us. Craig, let's go to the adverts, and we'll be back with Quinton in a moment. This is RV on Business. Welcome back to 101.9 Chai FM. And on the line with me is Quinton Adams, who is an non-executive director at Copper360. And we are talking about the fact that we are mining in a hugely rich mineral area. And yet the people living in the area are unemployed. Not only are they unemployed, they don't even understand the wealth that they're standing on. And all that needed to happen was for Copper 360, led by Jan Nelson, who's the CEO, administered by Quinton, who's in charge of this educational program, to invite people in and to educate them about what they walk on every day and their lives have transformed. Quinton, what was your reaction when you saw these youngsters or these people sitting in this room all of a sudden realizing the gift that they're sitting on. Yeah, it's exciting to when we announce it uh, to the young people that we're going to start on the 11th of September. We thought that we're going to get a really low turnout or interest in these courses that we're going to offer. And we received over 150 applications for, for, for 30 for 30 seats, um, that is the that is the number for for the first training course. So there's an overwhelming interest for from young people's side that they want to be developed, they want to be trained, they want to understand the resource because there's this hype in this area regarding the copper development, the copper explosion. Some people surely call it the copper country, and uh, so people want to be part, but they want to be trained. And um, I was blown away by the enthusiasm and the excitement of these young people because we have this notion in South Africa that young people don't want to work. They 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 are not interested. They are disconnected, disengaged from from the labor force. What we see here in uh, in in this region is the the huge interest of these young people. We've also included um, uh, people with disabilities. Um, who are, who are on the mine and they, they are part of this, of this course. And what is interesting about this course, it is we've, we've changed the methodology and the curriculum. It is on-site training. So they get a theoretical part. Um, unlike what is happening at the universities and sometimes the colleges where people are sitting in the class and you talk about geology and they, and, and you talk about a mine and they haven't been to a mine. They haven't seen the geology or the ore body. And uh, what what we're doing here, it's on site. It's at the processing plant in Ababib. They get um, they get training theory, and then they leave the, the the classroom, and then they go in on this mine, and they they see the processing plant, they see the crushers, they see the SXW, and and we we bridge this gap between theory and practice, and it's a practical course so that they can familiar, familiarize themselves with what is happening in mining. Um, and uh, I've spoken to them this morning, and uh, I mean, they're excited. They can't wait for the next course because we, we have three courses now that will build up to the mineral resource management course. Um, if you just go through that manual, you will understand exactly what is going on at the mine. 
So we, we have a scaffolding approach where we have basic geology, basic sampling, um, or reserve technician, and then they go for the mineral resource management. And, and these people are very enthusiastic and they are very excited about these courses because um, the feedback that we've, that I've received because I had a small uh, focus group this morning with them and they said they want to be, and they want to understand because they don't want to be, um, <clears throat> uh, bystanders. They, they want to contribute. They want to participate. They want to, uh, be part of, of, of this mining explosion that is taking place on their doorstep. And, um, and they are just excited to, to, to get their certificates tomorrow. We will give them a certificate, um, of completion and then we will scaffold them to the next course. But what was interesting is when they came from the mine, because it, it is now closer, they, they get the theory and they walk out of the classroom and they're in the middle of the mine or the processing plant. So it is very exciting. And, and, and I'm, um, I want to debunk this myth. That, that young people don't want to work in this country. People want to work. They want a job. They want to be trained. And, and, and that is what we've seen. Because if you just look at the 120 applications, we could only take, it's our first eight, uh, first intake. And it's a very historic moment also for the company because what we said, we, we deliver, you know, we, we always have delivery problems in South Africa. People promise and then they don't deliver. And, um, so, so we said we, 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 we're going to do it. We're going to train these young people. We're going to scaffold them because we're busy with upgrading also at the plant. So we, in the next two months, we need uh, a bigger labor force. And, and we want to make sure that these people get practical orientated uh, on-site training so they can be equipped and they can participate in the mining operation. Quentin, we are running out of time and I could chat to you the whole afternoon. But one thing I want to ask you is that thank you for teaching me a new word today. I had no idea what ethnographic meant until I had to go. <laughs> it. Um, but just let everybody know that your passion is people because you have been a lecturer at the University of Stellenbosch. You are completing your PhD in psychology and you are an ethnographic researcher. So when you turn around and say youth want to work, it's not a, a person who hasn't got a wealth of experience and understanding South, Af South African youth or understanding mindship, or more importantly, breaking stereotypes that certain ethnic classes, certain people of certain backgrounds are more inclined or less inclined to be productive. Because if you look at, I suppose, the Northern Cape, you don't get a less privileged area than that in South Africa really just by its geographic location, it's had very limited exposure to be able to give people opportunity. Um, do you really feel that in years to come, the input that you're putting now into this community will bear fruits that you can turn around to your grandchildren one day and say, look what we've built? Yeah, you must remember, Avi, the lifetime of, of this mine is 200 years. Uh, there was an article published that says that what is, uh, in the, um, in the 19,000 hectares amounts to 565 billion rand of copper. So it will take this, the, the mine to, to, to mine these ore bodies over a period of 100 to 200 years. So it means when we started now with this new generation, 
it is definitely going to have a generational impact on on what we are doing at the mine and that's what that was actually the my message this morning so they can they can transfer the skills they can transfer the knowledge um and i mean we we're going to broaden this uh, this mining school before already started a partnership with Camden School of Mines in the UK and um, yesterday i met mba students at Stellenbosch and we've received requests from um, from two chinese companies in in zimbabwe and drc they've heard about the the mining school and they want to participate and we're going to talk very soon with a with this one university in kimberley supply so university um and and to see how we can foster partnerships because it's not only about the copper mines in in this region it's also about the other minerals in this this region and I, and i and i and i really believe and we know we we, we struggle with this inequality in us in in our country and um so so to deal with structural inequality we have to we have to invest in capacitation and and capacity building and transfer of skills and this is what Dan Nelson said the CEO um let us ensure that for generations to come that these people young people that they are active participants of the economy they are no no longer on the periphery of the society excluded because of knowledge and skills and lack of training let's start on a on a, on a on a wider on a wider scale what we're also going to do abi uh, is that we're going to be going to start a discussion with the schools to 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 raise the level of science and mathematics um because we're living in this artificial intelligence era um so we have to start with the robotics there's a lot of discussions about um how to use artificial um artificial intelligence well in the mining process in terms of mining op- optimization um we received a, a request that they request the interview from a from a french um, newspaper regarding artificial intelligence and robotics and what i said to them let's start at the school level let's meet with the teachers talk to them and tomorrow we will have guests from the education sector and say these are the the plethora of opportunities that are available for 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 your area and for your schools and for for the kids in this area let's start robotics and artificial intelligence and computer programming at a very lower level instead of just waiting for graduates to to complete so the the, the mining operation is going to open up a lot of opportunities for the region you know you're so spot on because if you see what corona did to ai around the world where so many people were so you know estranged from technology and now all of a sudden they've been forced forward i've just got an email here from a ceo of a company called ishilangu financial services they are a um body of discovery they would love to get involved in your um organization by doing financial education is that something you would be looking interested in Yes, we we we're gonna we're gonna broaden the scope for the mining school as we go along, uh, because I mean, um, financial education is also important. So they can make contact with uh, with us. We are in the infancy stage of of the mining school, um, and and as we develop, we will we will broaden it with with other skills. We're also gonna. Uh, it's a very interesting course. Sorry, sorry, sorry to be rude. I know you're brimming with enthusiasm. But we're running out of time, and uh, just to say thank you so much for you, and I would really love to chat to you before the end of the year. 
I'm going to be in touch with other people in your organization just to see how we can get involved and help. But before I go, I just want to wish a Shana Tova, a Happy New Year to one person in particular, and that's Craig. Sits there, pushes the buttons, make things happen, keeps me on track, is in touch with me every week, makes sure the show happens, and yet he's the silent person behind everything. Craig, wishing you and your family a happy, prosperous, safe year and uh, everything of the best. And Quentin, you and your family should just be blessed for what you're not only doing for your community, but what you're doing for South Africa at large. Education is the tool to prosperity going forward. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for listening.